The Cover Season podcast was born from the false perception that millennials don't believe in marriage. This is your boy Ron, and I serve as one of your hosts. And this is Ebony. I also serve as one of your hosts. Together, we will share stories and advice about our own quest to find love and ultimately each other. We'll discuss the challenges that millennials face in dating to find love or just dating to date in hopes that you, our listeners, can apply what is relevant to your own lives. And in the process, we hope to make you laugh, we hope to make you feel optimistic, and ultimately, to find more ways to love yourself, love others, and love the one you're meant to be with. Some say that cuffing season is relegated to cold temperatures, but we hope to make every day a good day to cuff, baby. What's up? This is your boy Ron. <laughs> this is Ebony, y'all. And uh, this is yet another episode of the Cuffin' Season podcast. And if you live what we live, you know that it is indeed cuffing season. Over the last week, we saw temperatures drop down to, what, six degrees? And the only thing we wanted to do was lay up on the couch and cuff up. Uh, I got Ebony watching uh, Breaking Bad. Um, she had never seen it before. We finished the first season. We're a couple episodes into the new, the, the second one. Um, a lot going on in that. But it's a great show. It is. It and is. It, it really uncovers uh, the problems with the American healthcare system. Like, Healthcare in America is so expensive that I'd rather be a criminal. That, uh, a chemistry teacher who worked in a public school educating the next generation had to resort to selling crystal meth. Yeah. To get chemotherapy. Top notch. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um. And then you know I've been I've been watching Narcos too. You know I'm in a uh, season two of that, but. There's another show that me and Ebony have been watching that uh, I kind of want to talk to y'all about a little bit. It is called Love and Marriage Huntsville. Yes. Is that what it's called? I think so. Love and Marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it comes on OWN, right? And it uh, it trails three couples. Two are married. One is engaged. A lot of them have M names. Like the, all the guys. There's Martel. There's <laughs> Marcel. And, or Marcel. And uh, Maurice. Three, three M's, and yeah. you know, and Martell is married to Melody. Uh, you know, anyway, a lot of M's, right? And um, the dynamics are interesting. So they're all business owners in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, they consider it to be Wakanda because they're building it up, and they're saying it's an up-and-coming area that uh, people have been sleeping on, and, yeah. and, and they're trying to be the driving force behind, um, you know, making it the next black wall street i suppose right um but this is not your fairy tale reality show and it's on the open network so it ain't no bs right it's, it, it yeah, has it's substance good. it's very good but i always find it interesting because when i talk to women about the show um they all end up saying that uh there's one guy in particular that they don't like right so um you have Martel, who has been married, uh, him and his wife Melody, um, they have a construction firm. They build a lot of stuff. They're, you know, they're, they're the power couple on the show. And uh, Martel, ten years, 
Yeah, ten, ten they, years. yeah, ten, ten years. Married ten years, and uh, Martell stepped out on Melody. Um, and some- not just not just <laughs> stepped out for a day and came back. This dude had a whole full blown relationship. Like, yeah, and he had a girlfriend. He admitted it. So, you know, he um, he stepped out on Melody. Had a girlfriend for what he said to be a year, right? And uh, you know. Automatically, you would assume that everybody who watched the show, especially, um, you know, some of the ladies who watch it, we'd be like, oh, my God. Right. But when you talk to people about the show who watch it, they rarely bring this guy up. Why is that? Because there's another guy on the show Marcel. named Marcel. Right? Marcel. I'll give him Marcel. 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 Now, Marcel is loyal. He uh, prides he himself. To himself. <laughs> he loves himself so much. He does. That he does not love women. Oh my god, yo! He's a, he's he's an epitome of a womanizer. It is like it <laughs> it, hurt, it to my core. I just want to like just go to the TV and slap the living. So how is he a womanizer? Him. Can you explain our listeners just, some of the stuff like, he says and does? I think he does? thinks his wife is just dumb. Mm-hmm. Like she just belongs in the house. Belongs. Um, Basically, just. He just doesn't see her as like a businesswoman. Like, nope. just she has goals and dreams and her own vision for her life. And of course, she wanted to have kids and have a husband. But like, this dude literally wants nothing for her but for her to like massage feet at night and take care of the kids. Like, it, it's it's it. Oh God, I can't. Yeah. He just irks me. Yeah, he irks me. He he. Uh... And, and, he, and it's it's worse than the guy who cheated. Like he, like he's. He's literally worse than him. Now that's the weird thing because I've heard this from multiple women. The the chauvinistic guy, the misogynistic guy, is worse than the cheater. Yeah, it's like I, if I'm marrying you, like okay, yeah, when I have kids, I'll make some sacrifices. Like I will obviously need to be breastfeeding or be at home a little bit more in like you know, during those early really important years. Mm-hmm. But um, I still have dreams. I still want to work, and for you to. For 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 a man or you know someone I thought you know supporting me, it's just constantly like, girl, what you doing? You ain't about to go. You need to be raising these kids. I'm the one who's out here. Yeah. So she's been trying to, uh, cause he he owns a business too, mm-hmm. and um, she wants to be more involved in the business. She, um, you know, he got upset with her for going to a networking event with her friend. He's like, what you networking for? <laughs> 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 Need to network these so sandwiches bad. for these kids. I feel so bad. Like, uh. yeah. he's a he's a he's a good guy. He's a good provider. Um, he he. That's he, like that's yeah. But based on the show, that's what they make him seem like. Just a provider, like, like not even like a yeah. father. He's just the man in the house who like makes the lights come on. He makes it yeah. like you know. No, but you remember he he said, "Oh, my wife has kids." I'm just yeah, a father. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, you know, and he, the one time she asked him to, like, watch the kids, he was like, what kind of wife leaves a man at home to watch <laughs> like, kids by uh, himself? One with a father, like, like <laughs> who's not doing shit right now, but watching TV. You can watch these kids for a couple hours while I go to the He's an interesting cat, man, and I think Ooh, um, I that is him. what a lot of people, when, you know, when you're talking about Southern men, I think that's the biggest worry a lot of women have. Like, are you getting the the southern gentleman, the guy who's going to protect you, who can whip up a nice open the batch doors, of ribs, open your doors, do all that, right? Um, <laughs> or are you getting a crazy or are you getting one? a crazy one who think you need to be barefoot in the kitchen? 
you know, baking jiffy all day. Like, <laughs> you got one thing coming if you think. Yeah. You know, there were, you know, Ebony had some people in her life that was worried, like, what kind of Southern man is Rontel? Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm nothing like this guy. I, I love that Ebony works. <laughs> <laughs> I like that she got goals and dreams. <laughs> Rontel feminist. I am. Please. I believe in equality, baby. I believe in equality. But anyway, um, check that show out. We're not being paid to promote it. Um, but I think that. Yet. Keyword. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think <laughs> we promote out, a lot of stuff that we should right, be getting so paid we're not to. being paid yet. But anyway, check it out. It comes on uh, the Open Network every Saturday night, uh, 10 p.m. Um, so now that that is out of the way, um, we kind of let that take the place of our wedding update because uh, we don't have another one for you yet. Uh, I wish we did, y'all, but we don't. We, we still are di- dealing with some contract disputes that should be resolved this week. So, um, you know, stick with us and hopefully we'll be able to let y'all know some of the things we've been working on next week. But, <laughs> you know, after our short break, we're going to get into uh, tonight's topic, which is an interesting one. One that is very relevant. I don't know why we didn't think it is sooner. Yeah. Um, and it is, um, it's, it's about long distance relationships, you know, how to, how to maintain and, and thrive in a long distance relationship because, you know, we both done long distance before. Yeah. And so many other people have done it too. And, and a lot of people, don't last a lot of people do a lot of people stay in long distance relationships way too long so we want to kind of talk through some of that tonight and um you know i want to share with you what i think are the the four ingredients to uh, a successful long distance relationship and then uh you know ebony is going to share hers with you as well coming right back after this short break Welcome back. back. All right. So, long distance relationships. <laughs> Ebony, why do people do it? I mean, can't you find somebody to date in your own city? Why do people do long distance relationships? I think, you know, well, first of all, if you're together before long distance comes to play, um, or, you know, before having to decide on long distance, I think mm-hmm. um, you kind of have no choice if you love the person. Right. Or you feel like you don't have a choice. You know, if you're not ready to, like, make that, you know, leap yet, maybe if you're not married yet, you're like, oh, well, like, I'm not going to move for you. Like I've said in previous relationships, like, I'm not going to move somewhere if I don't, there's no security there. Yeah. So I think that comes to play. And also, um, people who are in something initially, but then, like, they, they go out of town, meet somebody, and they just have a connection. It's like, well, dang, like, yeah. I really like you. Should we try something? Yeah. I mean, I think um, a lot of people can relate to, especially when you're talking about educated millennials. You know, you meet up in a, like, let's, let's say you live in Atlanta. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you, you move to Atlanta after college. Um, you meet somebody in Atlanta, and, you know, you, you went there thinking in the back of your head, you know what, I'm only going to work at Google for three years and then I'm going to move to LA to do this, right? Mm-hmm. That's in the back of your mind. A lot of, That happens with a lot of people, right? But in the in the midst of that time, you'll meet someone that you like or love, you're building a relationship, you're growing, but not quite ready to pop the question, get engaged, yeah. get married, right? So, but I don't want to just end what we've been building. So, and we're living in a digital age, so why not try to, 
you know, make it work. You know, we got yeah. FaceTime, we got iMessage. Oh, yeah, I think FaceTime was like a huge game changer, honestly. You can see the person. Yeah, just, yeah. Just like feel connected still. Yeah. You know, you can feel the connection. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking back to the, the time me and you spent apart. Um, FaceTime was huge. Um, we would, hell, we, <laughs> we would even um, get creative and... <laughs> Um, to stalk each other on Instagram and DM each other when that was totally <laughs> unnecessary with text messages. But, you know, wanting to spice it up or, um, you know, some people like to, I mean, we would, no, we never really did Facebook. We would G-chat, though, especially yeah, during G-chat, the work day. Yeah, Gmail. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was great because, you know, you're not going to sit on your phone texting all day. But, like, if you happen to be in front of a computer, you could be like, oh, babe, like, yeah. babe's online. Let's, let's, yeah. hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, and then the other thing is like, okay, well, say you're, like you said, you're visiting a city that you don't live in, but you meet somebody you really like, or, you know, you fly into a city for a wedding, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen that a number of times. You have a really good friend. Yeah, one of my, my best friends, she um, she met her guy at a wedding, and they've been, like, they met at that wedding, and they've been together ever since. Yeah. And so they built a connection and had to kind of make it work. Yeah, and you know it's been hard, but like they are, they're doing it and they're they're succeeding. Um, it's just amazing to see something grow like that. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. Yeah, I think that in the times that we're living in, I just feel like there are no barriers to the types of connections you can make. Um, you mentioned this in another episode before, um, referencing Aziz Ansari's book Modern Romance, yeah. where he talks about how I don't know sixty to eighty years ago. Like seventy percent of people married someone that lived on their block or in their yeah building. around the corner yeah. or you went to school like middle or uh, elementary something like that you there were proximity yeah proximity like, relationships yeah. yeah so you it was very unlikely that someone you married was from out of town yeah. or you know which is just crazy thing. I'm I'm like who in my neighborhood would I have married yeah you know if this was eighty years ago yeah like. Nobody. Nobody, I think. Like, <laughs> heck no, but... Uh, nobody. Well, we don't know how choices. You figure it out. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, I like... I like where we're at mm-hmm. as, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a people. Being able to connect with people that um, don't necessarily live in our building or around the corner. You know, I tell to people... Find, to find your real soulmates. Or to, yes. Like, not just somebody not who settle. you feel like, oh, I guess I could settle with you. I guess I could get married and have a family. But, like, yeah. no... I'm searching for somebody I really love. I really have a connection with. I don't care if they're in Thailand. Like, if, like I found the one and, and it was not in the same country. But, like, yeah. you know, there's just so many more options and feeling like you're just stuck with, you know, yeah. people in a 30-mile radius. Yeah, yeah, that's real. You know, a, a, another thing that I think drives people to long-distance relationships can be, like, maybe you live in a city with limited options. Yeah. Now, I grew up in the South. I can relate to that all too well. Like, um, you know, there being like no um, professional um, networks for you to navigate, to go out and meet people. Like, I, I was joking around with one of my friends, you know, talking about how in the town that I grew up in, on Friday nights, we went to Walmart. Like, that's where we hung out at. We hung out in Walmart. Yeah. And he thought I was joking. But I was like, no, like. That was the only fun thing to do. Everybody went to Walmart, right? And that was cool. And that was cool when you're in high school. But um, when I became older, still living in some of these smaller cities in the backwoods of Florida, and you know, by this time, I you know have this enlightened 
view of the world, but I'm living in a place that, um, you know, is more conservative or, or stuck in their ways. It's hard to make connections with people if you view the world in a way that's different than where you're at. Yeah. And another uh, reason I think people do long distance relationships is some people, let's just be honest, they exhausted all the options in their city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially with like certain networks, like take DC in the political space, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's only a hand, a handful of people in this space who you're constantly running into, constantly going to receptions with, constantly doing whatever with. And at these events and you're just like, it's the same people. Yeah. And so, yeah, your options will run out if you if you if yeah. you test certain people out or go yeah. on dates. Everybody, it's like, oh no, I've already done you ten, so yeah. like I literally have nothing left. Yep, yep, yep. It, it get harder, man. Um, the, you, you'll find that uh, the degrees of separation <laughs> just continue to dwindle, especially yeah. with um, non-existent. The, the more money you make, the higher. Um, educational attainment you, you um you know you get or um I don't know or even if you're just like a homebody you don't want to go out you go to work and you come home mm-hmm. like I think you try long distance too with things like dating apps someone can live in Atlanta but you're like that's true you know it's just like there's other ways because you you literally don't have the time or energy or you know just you don't want to you're an introvert you don't want to go out and have to network and meet people right so you may find somebody who's elsewhere you build a connection online first or yeah. something which which just can be hard you know yeah but um it, but even stuff like that yeah yeah I mean I've, I think I think we we all know people who who've done it who do it and it's I think in most cases it doesn't work but I think I've seen some where it has yeah. so you know shoot your shot <laughs> roll the dice you <laughs> might roll a shot. seven or eleven uh, right. the last one that um, that came to mind you know in terms of why people do it is some people straight up just like having holes in different area codes guys and girls. You know, especially people that travel. Some mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. you know, like um, having a place to lay their head, you know, on the east side of Atlanta or on South Beach or, heads. you know. I mean, you some people just like having those options in different cities, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'll, 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 I'll just leave that there. Let that sink. So, there, but here, there... There are some problems with <laughs> long distance relationships, it, you know, and, and there are problems with short distance relationships too. But the problems that uh, come with long distance relationships um, are kind of unique, and also the ones that come with short do not get better when they turn to long. They get oh, it, they you get know, exacerbated. Just, yeah. So some of the things that. Um, you know, I think about some of the issues that come up in a long distance relationship that, um, you know, maybe specific to that is people get lonely, man. Yeah. You know, uh, people get lonely. And what do people do when they get lonely? They seek companionship. They seek companionship. In any form. Yeah. You know, and that's not to say that everybody in a long distance relationship ends up stepping out on their partner or breaking the agreement or whatever, but you get lonely and people find ways to fill that void. Some people fill that void in a healthy way. They, 
you know, go to Barnes and Noble. They they buy go books. They work out. Yeah. They, you know, they go to the beach. They they join different clubs, whatever. Um, but some people find a, a bed filler or a yeah. space filler. Yeah. You know, in the meantime, between time, right? Um, another problem is, you know, sometimes people get jealous. Like, especially if, you know, you're you're in a relationship where, you know, you feel like you're putting in more effort than the other person. Like, you're, you're going above and beyond to, you know, stay committed. Like, um, you're home by 8 o'clock every single night, you know, for the, the, the FaceTime call that you guys have been doing. But, you know, after a few weeks, after a couple months, you notice that the person on the other end of that line is starting to spend more time out or... Yeah. Or you know, are you going to happy hour? Or you, or you stayed you stayed late this time? Or you you um you went to the club? Or you know, but you that just, that's also where yeah. you know you have to talk. You have to communicate. You can't just yeah. you know do it and, and and leave the person wondering well what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Then an, another problem is you know your funds are too low to travel. That's a yeah. that's another issue that a lot of long distance couples. Uh, run into because you want to see each other and you need that face-to-face physical physical yeah that that companionship to to kind of recharge the battery that's going to keep the relationship alive right but some people um are in situations where they simply can't afford to do it or if they do do it it's not often Mm -hmm. right um, because maybe, you know, some people's long distances, you know, we live in D.C., you know, maybe your like partner. Like for us, it was D.C. and Florida. Yeah. It wasn't even that far, but it was still, we weren't together. Yeah. <laughs> and then some people's long distances, you know, like D.C. to Baltimore. Yeah. You know, it's an hour. I ain't, I ain't driving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm straight. Especially um, if you have work and you're like, well, like, you're going to wake right. up early and go back. Like, it's just, right. it's a lot. Or, or shit, if you live in Jacksonville and, you know. You live on the south side, and your partner live in Orange Park. You'd be like, yeah. I ain't driving over that bridge. Straight. But some people have more uh, serious uh, distance issues. Like, some people live in Florida, and their partner lives in California. Some people live in different countries. I have a family yeah. member who's married to a woman in a different country, yeah. and I watch him that navigate it. Yeah, I, I mean that is like so much dedication that it's just it's out of this. It's, it's really something else. <laughs> yeah, and then you know another, and we kind of already touched on this, but another obvious problem that arises in long distance relationship is just being loyal. Yeah, you know, uh, keeping the commitment that you made to the other person because it it can get difficult, uh, especially if your level of commit like if you're. I'm gonna be real. I mean, if you're just boyfriend and girlfriend, I mean, that's 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 a that that commitment got a lot of holes in it already. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it takes a lot of discipline and uh, a lot of inner strength and understanding and connection to your partner to um, you know to make that work. And that kind of gets into the ingredients. What I think are the ingredients for a long, you know, a successful long distance distance relationship. Yeah, I've been in one. Ebony's been in one. Um, you know what? All of my friends have been in one, too. And I'll yeah, say, yeah, I have as well. Yeah, I'll say that. 
one of my friends was in a long distance relationship. Um, he married the woman. They mm-hmm. just had a baby last week. You know, they're doing good. Uh, another one of my friends, he's engaged. Um, he's marrying her next month. They were in a long distance relationship for a while. Uh, so, I mean, I've seen cases where it works, but yeah. I think that there's certain ingredients that your long distance relationship needs to work. So, brothers, pay attention. Listen closely. The first ingredient, right? Now, this is a. Uh, this is what you're going to, you know, want to coat the pan with, right? Oh, here you go. <laughs> when, when, you, when you're building your long-distance relationship cake, you're going to want to coat the pan with this because you're going to want to cover everything else that you're about to pour in there. And it's trust. Yeah, it's trust. Trust is, is the, main. the main thing you need, right? Because when you can't see your partner and you don't know what they're doing. It's literally all you have. That is all you have, Right? I can't trust your ass. Yo, yo, there's no point to a long distance relationship if you have an inkling of doubt about that person. You'll drive yourself crazy. Oh, yeah, you'll go bonkers. And you'll create issues. Go on social media. You'll be just texting, like, where are you? Why don't you answer? Like, I'm at the store. I'm just doing something completely normal, but because you don't have that trust, everything is just heightened. Yeah. And you can even create issues where none exists. Yeah. Right? You know, like, oh, say she didn't respond to you, you know, in 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh, what, oh, oh what, 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 where's she at? Exactly. You're, and, you're... Then, and then she hit you back in an hour. Oh, I was asleep. Was she asleep? Yeah. Oh, we what, take what, naps now? Right, right. <laughs> oh, oh, who, who you over there sleeping with? Yeah, it's, you have to have trust. You yeah. have to absolutely have trust. And so I think that. I think it's a lot easier when you've been with somebody and then, you know, then, then you're apart. Built that foundation. If, if you've had yeah. that foundation. I yeah. think it takes a lot more work when you don't know this person, you just met them, but you, you kind of like, you know, you built something or had a connection that's short amount of time. Yeah. And now you just have to trust them all of a sudden if you're trying to build something. That's yeah. a lot harder. I'll give an example, right? So me and Ebony were fortunate enough to, you know, live in the same city while we, while we were building our foundation. Um, you know, for about a year we were building, building, building. Then I moved to Florida to run for office. Right. Um, but in that year we were together in DC. Um, there are a lot of things we learned about each other and, um, it, it, it formed the basis for how we would trust each other while we were long distance. I'll give a quick example, right? I go to sleep early. And I, when I say early, I mean early, right? And, you know, while Ebony may be a, a night owl, especially back then, you know, if Ebony were to call my phone while I was in Florida, at, you know, after 11 p.m., the phone would not be picked up. And some people could take this as a sign that, oh, he must be out here doing something. He must be out here doing something, you know, like why he ain't picking the phone up, right? But what Ebony was able to learn from me before I moved to Florida was that he's in bed by 10 every night anyway. Right. (laughs) You know, that's, 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 that's the nature of who I am, you know, and she learned because she saw it. And, and, and even like learning that in the beginning, it was so hard because I'm like, how, how are you going to bed at 10 night? Like, you know, it's so early and I'm just up at two in the morning still like just twiddling my thumbs. I can't go to sleep yet. Yeah. 
And and and, and I, I would wake up extremely early. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would text her or call her at, you know, I usually text her because I ain't want to like wake 5, up. 30, 5, 5, 6 a.m. I'm like still knocked out. Right. And, and, but you know what? I, I could take her lack of response at 5 or 6 in the morning as like, oh, what is she doing? You know, she got a phone on silent. She, she don't want to bu- You know what I'm saying? There, what's going on over there? Over? But I never had those thoughts. Why? Because in the year that we were able to build before me moving, I know that she stays up super late, which means she's going to wake up a little later, right? Yeah. So just that trust, right? That's so true. All right. The second ingredient to a successful long distance relationship, Ebony already touched on it, and it is communication. Oh, yeah. Yeah, communication is very important. Um, You have to constantly talk. And and not all day. We're not saying talk all day, but, like, just, you know, check in. You know, if you know you're having a busy day, communicate that, like, today's going to be crazy or something to your partner. It's just like not Mm -hmm. blowing your phone up and getting mad for no reason. Um, also communication applies to not going to bed mad mm-hmm. because you, you know, you will carry that anger and there's no way, there's no real way to, to release it when you're not, you know, connected or like in each other's space. You have to like solve it away. And it's just still, it's, it's hard because you can, I think when you're in each other's in each other's space, it's easier to apologize or hash it out. Yeah. But when you're away, you, you can let that just like marinate and marinate. Like, I'm not calling you first. I'm not calling right. you first. So right. like something so small, you can not talk, not talk to the person for a whole week over something so stupid. Yeah. You know? And it can spiral out of control. Yeah. What's worse is like if, um, like say the other person's upset and they turn their phone off and now all you're getting is a voicemail and that makes you even crazier when you're a thousand miles away. <laughs> you're like, oh, you want to hang up the phone? Right. You want to turn it off? Okay. Right. Yeah, man. So um, communication is is so important. Positive communication. Um, I recommend exploring different forms. You know, keep it spicy, man. You know, change it up. Or or just saying, hey, babe, thinking of you. I know you have a busy day. Just something so like you're not just not just avoiding it all. You know, yeah. avoiding each other all day. Or like, you know, if if I know if like for for Ron, if I know he had a busy, if I knew he had a busy day, I would just like shoot him a text, like you know. You know, hope everything goes well today, praying for you, something like call me when you have a chance. Um, mm-hmm. Something real brief because I knew I couldn't talk to him all day if he's in meetings and campaigning and this and that. So it's just um, communication is it's so key. Yeah, man. And, you know, I would say definitely try to keep things fresh and the method of communication. So you have your phones, right? You know, you obviously want to have your phone calls. You're obviously going to do your text messages, but... Switch it up from time to time. Slide in her DMs, fellas, and ask, you know, you know, do you got a man? Do your man, <laughs> let, do you, do your man let you have friends? Should be doing that. I see you know, him every day. I still do that. And also, like, email. Like, sometimes I would, like, you know, we would send emails. Yeah. Not, not expecting, like, you to email me because I'm like, oh, I can text him. But mm-hmm. it would be like, hey, beautiful, love you. You're like, oh, at least yeah. send me an email. So it's just like a surprise. You weren't expecting it. Yeah. Um, just little things like that. FaceTime. Yeah. I mean, and I'm old school, right? I've I've written Ebony love letters before with pen and paper. I love the love letters that she still has. And, and it's 2019, baby. It's 2019. I'm still handwriting love letters. That's what I do. By the way, I need a new love letter. Don't worry. Don't worry. You'll get one when you uh, least (laughs) expect it. That's the other thing. I mean, I need my love letters. You know, 
That and, and that kind of touches on another ingredient that I'm going to mention last. So hold that thought. Hold but in. the number three ingredient, right? We're almost done. The number three ingredient is you have to have a plan to come together. Oh, yeah. that That is so key because I feel like you have something to look forward to. Yeah. If I don't know when I'm going to see you again, I think it gets it gets hard to like have that hope and excitement and just like, because it can make you feel kind of sad. Yeah. If you're just like, I, I don't, when am I going to even see each other? Yeah. You know, so like for, for us, I know, I knew booking a, a trip to Florida or vice versa, you know, I was like, okay, it's January, but I know February 12th, I'm going to see you. And, you know, so like we're talking, yeah. we're looking forward to this, this, this weekend or this moment. Um, which, which really helps. Yeah, that that's that's what gives you the energy you need to sustain the distance. Yeah. Even if it's like four months away, it's it's still like a a goal you can see, you can touch, you can yeah. you know check off days on your calendar. Like oh, a week less, a week less, a week less. You know. Yeah. Um, it it, it really helps. Now I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna take it up a notch, a notch when we talk about having a plan to come together, and this is mainly for the fellas, right? If you are in a long distance relationship with someone that has wifey quality, someone that you think you can potentially spend a lifetime with, then your plan got to be a little bit more thought out than the next time you're actually going to see this person. You got to figure out how we're going to build a life together. How are we going to close the distance between these two cities and live under the same roof, right? So yeah. those are the type of conversations you have to start having and you have to uh, come up with some actionable steps that make sense to put you guys under one roof, especially if you're dating someone that you know wants to be married. So if you want to marry this woman and you're dating someone who wants to be married, you know, don't waste her time and don't waste yours. You know, being in a long distance relationship that nobody is willing to, you know, commit to to make happen, because guess what? In that time, you could have been doing other things. She could have been doing exactly. other things. Y'all could have been out meeting other people, starting business. You know, you, you could have whatever. You could have been doing whatever, except what you know, instead of wasting time on Facetime, you know, or being stressed out. Yeah. You know about you know how you're not having seeing to call somebody back or yeah. having to like just like you're tied down on somebody who you don't want to be with. Yeah. So there's a there's a there's a, a a few things I'll throw out in terms of planning, and these are things that I've seen. Some of them that I've done. <laughs> uh, first one being the obvious I've talked about this in other episodes A proposal um, After four months of living in Florida After being away from my baby <laughs> or, For long I just long could months. not I was having trouble sleeping Knowing that I was so far away from a, a woman That I wanted to spend the rest of my life with And I felt like I was doing a good job of communicating that to her. Like, you know, we're going to be together forever. You know, I'm going to marry you one day, all this other stuff, right? But what assurance did she really have? I lived a thousand miles away in Florida. You know, I was doing yeah. my thing. She was she was in D.C. doing her thing. What assurance did she really have that I was worth my word? And it hit me one day. I was like, you know what? I'm going to show her what she means to me. Every time she looks down at her hand, she's going to know what she means to me. Mm-hmm. So the, in my mind, the best plan that I could have done, you know, because I was already sure I wanted to marry. I said, well, I'm going to propose. Right. Yeah. So even though we may be away from each other now, know that I've put together a plan that I've prayed on 
um, to to close the distance. Another thing I've seen uh, some folks do. I had another friend who he 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 ended up proposing, but he did this before he proposed. Um, he he uh, he left D.C. Uh, and moved to another state uh, to to run for office as well. And um, he knew he wanted to marry this woman. He just wasn't in the place to propose, or he was still trying to set aside the money for the ring. You know, get a couple other things together, whatever. But he had a timeline. He told me he had a timeline he was sticking to. Uh, his girlfriend at the time wasn't really having it. She was giving him a hard time. Um, so to give her some of the assurance that she needed, he, you know, they, they went open the joint bank account and they started, um, and I think you have some friends that have done that too. Yeah. They went and opened a joint bank, a bank account because, you know, the old folks say, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Right. And, <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, he, he, was another good actionable step. You know, because he, he was sure about yeah. this woman. Um, and then, you know, another thing is, it's kind of obvious, but eventually, man, you have to decide, you got to pick pick a city to live in. You got to start talking about, um, you know, where you'll live, where you'll build a family, um, what you'll do for work, what you'll do for money. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, you definitely have to agree because I feel like, you know, if I'm like, no, I'm staying in California, you're like, well, no, I'm staying in Florida. You know, there's, there's no real compromise. You have to compromise, you know, yeah. um, or or it's just like, well, where is this going? Because I don't see my life there and you don't see your life here. Right. It's important to have those discussions, yeah. you know, beforehand. Yeah. If you really, really love somebody, you know, both of you, you'll, you'll make it work. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be uh, willing to bend a little bit because at the end of the day, the when you when you decide that you want to join union with somebody else you're making that the center of your life and it, nothing else really matters speak on it because <laughs> everything will work out when you're with the right person no matter where you're at right mm-hmm. in fact joining with the right person will eventually lead you to where you're supposed to be city wise right so um that brings me to my last thing. The last <laughs> ingredient you're going to need to, you know, to turn those ingredients to a beautiful cake. I, I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was like, where's the cake in this? <laughs> All right. This is the last ingredient you're going to need for the cake okay. before you bake it. And that is basically just being thoughtful and considerate, knowing that uh, your partner can't see you every day. But how can you make your presence felt outside of that iPhone? Mm-hmm. So... That means um, sending flowers, sending emails. Um, I have a friend that would mail letters. Once again, it's 2019, but this brother would still write a letter, put it in an envelope, and, so and, and, and lick a stamp. And, yeah, yes. it's exciting. You're not, yes. It's like you're waiting for your letter. Yes. Be thoughtful and considerate, man. Like, you know... Think outside the box. Be different. Mm-hmm. Be different, fellas. Um, I remember, was it last year? Uh, yeah, it was last year. Oh, what is it? Val- <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day. Um, you know, I could have easily just chalked it up to the game and, you know, mailed a teddy bear and some flowers <laughs> to her office, uh, right? But uh, what did I do? Nope, nope. I popped up. In D.C. And took my baby to a nice dinner that she was not expecting. 
And I had a long day at work. We went to dinner late. Yes, yes, right. I was so happy. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I, I, you know, I'm blessed to have been in that position. But you know, being thoughtful and being considerate is basically using whatever resources you have to make your partner feel good, make them feel loved, make them feel wanted, and to show them how much you care. Those are. Rontel's the cake is made, y'all. To a successful, long delicious. distance relationship. It's I hope successful. you enjoy it. Take a bite out of it. It's good. <laughs> it's very good. It's moist. Um, <laughs> it's moist. Ebony hates the word moist, y'all. Something about the just. I so know. I say it a lot just to he, he just to watch your grimace. Okay. Uh, but th- listen, that's that's all we got for y'all, man. So I would love to hear from some people that are in long distance relationships. Let us know what you're doing to make yours work. Yes, please. We do. want to hear your stories because this is a long distance relationships is 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 huge amongst you know the millennial culture. A lot of people are doing it, and if there's a way to share information that helps people, you know, we would love to be a vessel. So. Follow us on Instagram, slide in our DMs, let us know what you're doing to, you know, keep your long distance relationship afloat and um and spicy, man. Um the what's it what's the We are at at its cuffing yeah. season underscore underscore. At its cuffing season underscore underscore. Yes, get it right. Slide in the DMs. Let us know, man. If you're in a long distance relationship, let us know yeah. how it's going. And what you're doing to keep it afloat. We are out of time, but we thank y'all as always for sticking with us. This has been another episode yes. of the Cuffin Season 14. Podcast. Well, we hope to make every day a, a good, good day, day to, to cuff. cuff.